Hey guys, welcome to the Kickback Cafe podcast. It's Dr. Sonia here. Hey, it's Jana. And we are here with a room full of our youth. We are super excited to have our teen host here. Say hey. Hi. Hi, my name is Ayana. I'm 14 years old and I go to Howard High School of Technology. Hi, my name is Imani. I attend St. George's Vocational High School and I am 14 years old. Hi, my name is Sanaya. I'm 15 and I go to Middletown High School and I represent musical theater and dance. Hi, I'm Alexis. I'm in my first year at UD and I'm the Youth Ambassador for the Women's Community Advisory Council. Hi, my name is Soraya. I'm 17. I go to Hudson and I'm here with the Back on Track program. Welcome, ladies. So I'm super excited today because the message or the vision for the Kickback Cafe podcast, of course, is we are bringing fresh perspective on timeless content. We have you guys in the room. I know we talked a little bit about me just saying the other day, I said to someone on the phone in a conversation back in my day. So, and I surprised myself because I don't feel that old. There's a lot of things going on in the world and I want to get you guys perspective and see how you guys are seeing the things that are happening my first question has to do with social life how is your social life growing up if you can remember from childhood to now for instance when I first started I rode my bike a lot it was me and my friends in the neighborhood we rode our bikes to the corner stores that was the thing to do was to get on the bike and just ride around the neighborhood together what are you guys seeing like what do you like to do how's social life. So back when I was little, we used to be able to go anywhere with anything and then without having nothing being taken from us or anything, or we could be ourselves. And then now it's just, you go to the corner store, you can just die from there. And it's like, you don't want that to happen. So people just try to stay in the house more. I definitely think that there's a lot of changes that have happened, whether it be like in schools, politically, in the environment. Personally, when I was younger, riding, learning how to ride a bike with your training wheels, when you get your training wheels off, that was the, that, you was lit. That was it. And <laughs> having a scooter was fun, but nowadays with those younger kids, all they want to do is be on their phones and think it's devoured our social life because it's harder to make friends because everybody wants to be on their phone or everybody wants to be nonchalant <laughs> with talking and all that other stuff I think it's a bad change but I also think it's a good change it has its pros and cons I definitely think going to high school was harder to make friends because everybody was adjusted to this certain lifestyle of having iPad or a phone in their hand having their own clicks from elementary school or middle school I also think elementary school kids are getting adjusted to like being on FaceTime with their friends that wasn't the thing use the house phone for me like use the house phone you call your friend like do it lit (laughs) But I think it's a good change and a bad change that's going on. The house phone. You bring up the house phone. Like, I remember the party line. (laughs) We legit had a party line. So people would call in. You had to call a specific number to get access to this party line. And you could have more than uh, three three people on the phone at one time. Like, it was everybody, literally, from the whole class on the phone. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, I definitely feel you on that. The house phone. And then having my mom pick up, like, you on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> that was so embarrassing. Yo. 
I'm with you. So what else about social life has changed? Um, I say when I was younger, all I really had was my sister's show. I didn't really go out and experience things like that. Like, well, like Imani did. But I see what she mean, like, about the technology and stuff. Everyone is always on their phone, and that's how everyone communicates. But I wish there was more in-person interactions. I just enjoy talking, like, people face-to-face. So if someone called me on FaceTime, I just I don't really like it. And the other thing she was saying about clicks and stuff, it's hard to make friends because no one wants to range out and be open-minded about stuff. they rather just stick with what they know. But I wish people were, like, more willing to experience new things and realize that everyone's different and try to have a variety of friends and not just the same type of people. So having an open mind, yeah. open mind influences perspective. Would you agree? The more you know about somebody else, the more you know about a different culture or a different food, it kind of helps you understand the world around you. We can say that we've actually experienced these things and then when we <clears throat> encounter them again later on down the road or something else happens, we're like, hey, I can relate my past experience with this back to whatever it is that I'm experiencing now. But I think that you're right, Alexis. A lot of people don't have an open mind and I think that that is leading us into this world of social media what do you guys think about social media everyone copies each other follows <laughs> each other do the same thing so I wish they would use it in different ways but yeah I think everybody like wants to be an Instagram model or like be popping on social media but personally for me I use social media as a as like a platform for people to see what I do I dance so I usually post stuff about that I try to get involved with different activities in school I also try to post about that but I try not to post my friends and stuff like that I try not to be like everybody else because my teacher always told me you weren't born to fit in you were born to stand out I like that that's definitely positive and then like going into everybody being the same on social media women with cookie cutter bodies Mm -hmm. what do you guys think about that I think that that is bad because you're putting illegal stuff in your body just so you can get a different kind of attention that's not right because god like he made you natural the way you are and it's crazy how they put injections or implants in them and it just makes them look like an hourglass for what <laughs> like just be natural be you i think it's a positive and a negative I think mm-hmm. the positive is you're teaching kids that if they don't feel comfortable or they're not 100% positive with their body or they're not happy with what they have, then maybe you can enhance what you have. But I also think it's a negative because a lot of people like are looking at themselves like, I'm this stick, I don't got no boobs, I don't got no butt, I don't got nothing, and everybody else is posting this, so let me act like I have it, but I really don't. So I think that's the negative part of it trying to be something that they want to be but really not like she said it can have bad and good for me the good would be you get the attention from everybody that you want it but then the bad it can come out not the way you want i seen this video on instagram this girl she got lip injections because she thought her lips were too small and they just came out looking a mess so then she was mad so kylie jenner Yeah, definitely. I remember it was hard for me. I was teased a lot growing up. And who I am now wasn't who I was before. I was shy. I was quiet. I did my work. You can call me a nerd, but I was a cool nerd. Um, And the reason that I think that would save me a little bit in high school, which I know it can be difficult, you know, being in high school, being a freshman, sophomore, um, would save me a little bit as I played sports. So I played basketball. 
football. So I knew some of the other cool kids, right? It's okay not to be necessarily a cool kid and be in with the in crowd because like, what's wrong with being a nerd? What's wrong with being smart? What's wrong with accepting your body for what it is? Nothing. I feel like I kind of went through the same thing, especially through middle school. I was just like you. I mean, yeah, I guess it's like, it wasn't like self-esteem, but it's just like I wasn't 100% there yet and I knew I would get there eventually. So I would say to like everyone who's going through that and they, they're not where they want to be yet. Just like the people who like use injections or whatever, they're just not where they want to be yet. So you can just work on it and get there eventually. Like each year throughout high school, I just set a goal for myself or I just changed different ways about myself and eventually I'm almost there. Right. Growing up, when I was in high school or middle school, I wouldn't say that I was shy, but it was just that I knew the person that I was. So a lot of people, I remember the cool kids were like the people who got in fights and people who got in regular arguments and stuff. And I remember they always used to like want to talk to me and I used to never talk back. I used to just sit there. <laughs> like they used to sit around me and I used to sit there and I was like, okay. But they always used to ask, how come you never talk? How come you never talk? And I'm just like, I just don't feel like it. I remember them saying, oh, oh my goodness, are you shy? I was like, no. And then when I used to say something or like speak my mind, it used to be a shock to everybody. I was like, why is it such a shock? I'm not shy. I just don't want to talk to you. <laughs> so I used to hang out with not the weirdos, but I just I'm weird. So like I loved I could be myself. I'm not a confrontational person or anything like that. So I just like to talk to those in school who don't really talk much because I don't like talking to myself. <laughs> so I remember in middle school, because you know how you go to elementary school, you go to middle school, you grow up with these people. So middle school, I remember a couple times people used to test me. It was probably like three times. And when I spoke up, everybody was shocked each time. So like, I remember the second time somebody tried to mess with me and this real popular girl was like, oh, you better not mess with her, girl. She'll get you. You better not mess with her. <laughs> so it was so funny. And then the third time, the same thing happened. Like this popular girl was like, girl, you know not to mess with Jonna. <laughs> so it's all about being you and being who you want to be in yourself. I don't think you have to hang out with popular people all the time just because they're popular, just because they have a certain standard. Just like we was talking about Hollywood. I know a Hollywood joke is that all the celebrities have the same doctor because <laughs> they all look alike, you know? They do. Mm -hmm. They all look alike. The in crowd, your in crowd is can be different from someone else's in crowd. And I think that that should be okay. Diversity, being different, being unique. Like that should definitely be okay. Like I said, I didn't talk. I was shy. Now I'm owning my own business. Like, who would have ever thought I'm doing public speaking? I teach at a university, so I have to talk. <laughs> but I didn't realize that that would be my life path. Like you said, Alexis, I didn't know that that's what I was going to grow up to be. And I feel like there's a lot of celebrities out here with the cookie cutter body and who have the same doctor i don't know if they'll ever be who they're supposed to be because they're looking for something that's not they're not getting like they're lacking something for the reason that you're seeking so much attention on social media yeah, yeah. it's like weird and i don't know how we can change that like how do we change our social climate to accept people for who they are I think you can change that by you being the bystander. You being the one, oh, I'm going to stand out today and let them do whatever they want tomorrow. And then the past, let them be them. And then you be the one to change everything. Do the difference in the world. Do the community work that you know yet you can do and participate in whatever goes on. Try to be the difference.
be yourself. Mm-hmm. You just have to be yourself. It's a domino effect with social media. Like, if one person does something, the next person has to do it, and then the next person has to do it. And it just keeps following until it traces back to a younger crowd that wants to do the same thing. It's like seeing Bernice Burgos do something. Like, her posting some, a twerking video, going in a club, being a promoter. But then you see a little elementary school kid wanting, looking up to her and seeing that she's being a club promoter or they're looking at her past. She is a great influence, but it's just certain things that you shouldn't put on social media because kids are watching and they watch every little step and they follow everything that you do. My teacher also told me that she said, when, when a child is born, they always say it looks like the mother or the father so that they're they're looking at you and they're comparing you to somebody else. You're never going to be your own person until you let people know that I'm on my own. I'm independent. I'm strong. I can do this. I can set the example. Yes, there's a fine line between too old and too young. And Bernice is too old to be doing that. <laughs> um, with the Cosmo like surgery stuff, I feel like celebrities like we impact we make them feel down about themselves like say a famous person has like a flat but their fans are going to talk about them and that's what makes them when we look like kim kardashian Nicki minaj because of their fans like their fans bring them down like just like if they post a picture at the beach or something and something's not right the fans attack them and i just feel like they're trying to impress us so i feel like it's fans fault on why celebrities make their bodies the way they are because they're trying to impress us And it's so difficult, I think, for them. You make a really good point. Having all those people, like, let alone, mind you, I'm talking about me being back in school. I was bullied. I was teased about having a big forehead, being too skinny, et cetera. All these things, right? So imagine that times millions of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because they're famous, they think, like, people think they're not going to see our comments. They see everything. They don't have emotions. Yeah, like, they They see everything we say about them. They can look up their name as easy as we look up their name on the internet and see everything. That's not fair to celebrities that Mm -hmm. fans bring them down, but we're supposed to be there to support them. But these celebrity clapbacks, though, they be everything. (laughs) I love celebrity clapbacks. (laughs) I do. But those are the, to me, those are the celebrities that, like, feel good at, like, I don't know if they feel good about themselves. Like, they know who they are, so they don't let those comments affect them. But then there's other people who are, like, just regular humans. Like, they have emotions, they have feelings, so they're not always as strong as others to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I agree. And there's a lot of celebrities that have attempted or committed suicide. I feel like that's a big impact on them. You can either handle it or you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, kind of relating to celebrities, I was picked on for my big thighs, for like my big head. Like I was really picked on, and it started getting to me. But I always had a strong confidence level, so it never took me down to that point. But I feel like there's a lot of people that, and it has affected them. And I feel like in the middle school setting, everybody's trying to build their habits. Everybody trying to find themselves so people are going to act differently but you just can't let that affect you and in high school I just think that I think people stop caring because they're just there to be there and be done in elementary school everybody tries to fit in everybody tries to wear the newest things wear the newest Jordans you know everybody tries to be everyone else but in middle school you're really finding yourself you're really it's okay to come in with sketchers nobody's going to say anything for you. you might have that one person but <laughs> yeah nobody's going to say anything yeah well, yeah, like, growing up, I didn't, like, my teeth now, I had braces. But growing up, people used to make fun of my teeth. So, like, that's how I can understand how celebrities feel. Just, like, elementary people talking about my teeth. I got braces. So I could see why celebrities go get their bodies done because I begged and begged my mom, like, I need braces before <laughs> I get in middle school. Like, I need it. Seventh grade, I got braces. I had them, too. <laughs> 
fifth grade to tenth grade. <laughs> I had braces. I just had mine from seventh grade to ninth grade. It was rough. It was so rough. But I absolutely agree with you guys that celebrities have feelings too. They are still people. Bullying is not okay. And what happens a lot is that we focus so much on school bullying and online bullying focused toward youth and young people. But we miss the adult. Like adults are still bullied too. And it's messed up online. So now we have people who Back in my day, <laughs> back in my day, bullying was in person. We didn't have social media back then. And it was kind of one of those things that just came with the territory. Like, oh, I'm going to get bullied today. All right, whatever. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Bullying is a little different nowadays, especially with being able to do it from behind a computer screen or behind mm-hmm. a phone screen and not necessarily have your identity realized. There's a lot of ghost profiles out there. Mm-hmm. That's really nobody, but it's somebody, mm-hmm. right? And words still cut and they hurt. So I think people should pay more attention to that and understand that it's not just the physical that hurts. Nobody has to hit you for it to hurt. Sometimes we create our own situations and our own emotions from things that happen to us. And people don't realize I can say one thing to you and say another, the same thing to you, but it feels different based on what your experience is and what your perspective is. What you've been through is what you've been through. I think that people feel like it's okay to do it behind screen because they feel like they can just expose you. Like, if you do something and somebody records you, they expose you. And they think that's cute. Like, that's not cute at all because I feel as though that you should not be doing that. If you got the video of somebody, okay, that's y'all's business. Like, nobody wants to see all that. And then when that happens, y'all want to argue, fight, and all that. What's the point? People have been, and I know you guys have seen it, people have been killed. Mm -hmm. People have lost their lives for videos that have surfaced and come out, whether it be the boyfriend Mm -hmm. or the girlfriend. And so what happens? What happened? It was um, the young girl at Howard Howard that lost her life because of a fight because of boyfriend-girlfriend stuff where somebody likes somebody and Mm, somebody else likes somebody. Yeah. And just saying that's my school now, because of that, they have been, like, really strict. And after the pledge, after every pledge we do, we do a moment of silence for at least 30 seconds. And then if you fight, you can't come back to that school. You will be kicked out of the Voltec. They will send you to an alternate school, and then they'll make sure that you don't get back into Voltec at all. And we've been really strict about that. And because of that, everybody realized this is what they do for us to grow up. They want us to grow up. We realize that. We see that they don't want us to get hurt. They don't want us see us go away like Amy did. And what was her name again? Amy. Joyner. Amy Joyner. And what exactly happened? You guys remember? So what happened was the reason why they fought was because Amy was going out with her boyfriend and the girl that wanted her boyfriend didn't like her and she felt some kind of way. So the girl that liked her boyfriend, her and her friends, they just jumped her in the bathroom and they beat her so hard that she died. That was sad. Yeah. So and then supposedly they were the girls that beat her up was supposed to go to jail i think two of them went to jail one of them they came back to school the next day and they the whole literally the whole school jumped her literally wow. and that was crazy i heard that one of them is on house arrest for a while now mm-hmm. so if people don't believe something could really happen or they don't believe if you just say words and like don't fight don't do this or that you can resolve things in a different way like they won't believe it until something like this really happens 
I think it all starts at your house. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but you have to know how to limit yourself. What they did was taken too far. There's several ways that you could express yourself. Your anger, whatever you were feeling, you could express yourself. You didn't have to go fight somebody. In this day and age, I feel like fighting is so immature. If you really have something to say, you should say it to that person or have counseling and resolve your issues. Fighting just shows that you can't handle your problem. And it just shows that you're not at that place where you're mature enough to handle your situation. And like I said, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but you just have to know how to handle your own opinion and place it in a way that it won't affect somebody else in a negative way. Like, try talking your problems out before mm -hmm. doing something. Because if you don't talk it out, then there's no point of you either having beef with somebody, arguing with somebody, or actually going out to that person and be like, oh, she said this and he said that. That he said, she said stuff. It don't matter. It's not what they actually said unless you really ask them. And I feel as though that's not right. You got to talk through your problems before you do anything. And it goes to another level to the point where it is like you either getting jumped or anything. So that brings me to my next back in my day. Um, back in my day, when we had beef, my little bicycle group, we had beef. We just wouldn't talk to each other for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, that we just talk to each other for a couple of days, and then a couple of days go by, and we jump on the party line and be like, "Hey, girl, listen, I'm so <laughs> sorry, right? We, I'm just, sorry, just, just talking talk out, right. yeah." So now I feel like though we move from that stage of talking it out, we're not talking at all for a couple of days until we get over it, to fighting, mm -hmm. to now folks are just skipping the whole thing all together, and I'm pulling a gun or a knife right. or exactly. I'm gonna get you killed. Mm -hmm. Right. How do people get to that point? Yeah, why is that their first reaction? Like, where? how did they get to that step? How do you not think about talking first? How do you skip over all the smaller stuff? I think it all dates back to our social life. It all goes back from there. Once technology came in, everybody lost that social perspective of everything. And it just became, oh, I'm going to join a gang because these people are going to protect me. Or I'm going to get somebody, I'm going to get my brother or my sister to come beat you up. Or I'm going to have somebody stalk you and get you killed. Either way i want revenge back on you i was raised in the church so something things like <laughs> some things is just i read my bible about it or i just pray about it like god like take this away or but other kids weren't raised like that they were raised in a hood where people are getting shot their family members are going to jail because they killed somebody you also have that bad influence on you like oh so this person did something to my cousin so he wanted to get him back now he's in jail and then he's gonna get out one day or he's gonna have life and he's gonna die but either way he got what he wanted so I just think that we just lost that social perspective of thinking about our issues and talking about our issues and we brought it back to violence kind of like that Vicky Tupac thing like what their beef was about could have been resolved it could have mm -hmm. but then you lost two great souls because of an issue that could have been talked out or resolved in a civil matter I just feel like shooting is for boys to make themselves feel like men like popular <laughs> yeah, like tough last year like around this time last year my friend she got shot at a bonfire we threw a bonfire and it was these boys there and I guess he was there to show off and he ended up like shooting it up and she got shot and I just feel like like he had no reason on shooting he had no aim he didn't have a target I think he was just trying to show up and I just feel like that's what boys do like they try to make themselves seem like something they're not mm -hmm. at the end of the day your mom does not know you have a gun in that house mm -hmm. so why are you I don't understand but like they try to do it to be popular they join gangs they have beef with each other for nothing mm -hmm. for nothing is your friend okay yeah she's oh, fine okay. she just got shot in her foot oh, oh, wow. so. yeah, like, oh, well, i'm glad that she's okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like she said like 
when guys or boys they try to be tough and they bring those guns to school to make them feel like oh yeah i got a gun i could do this i could do that like they feel tough and they feel like they the man like they own everything and they don't for real for real a gun is a punk weapon what's the point of using it you just using it to kill somebody like that's another angel or soul gone and you killed them for what nothing i also think that boys have guns and stuff because they're not mentored some men boys they all grow up without fathers in their life and their mothers are influencing their life you want the best for your family but you don't have a man in your life to positively influence you like you only have that negative you have social media which influences you see rappers with their guns with their chains talking about they got tats on their faces with the eye jobs like you think you think that that's cool because you don't have a positive influence in your life but it's really not once you grow up you'll like look like i just took somebody's life that could have potentially been my president or could have did something positive in the world to affect my life or my children's life you always want better for somebody boys fall out of that category we always focus on women like women empowerment but when do you really see a man empower another man it's very rare and the other thing is a lot of people don't have someone to talk to or they don't know how to talk about it. Like she said earlier, it comes from your household. Like say you grew up in a household and like your parents, do they never want to hear about your feelings or want you to talk about your feelings. So then that's when mental health problems start up. So it like plays out differently in females and males. But so males will like turn towards gangs because they feel like they don't have anyone and they'll do stuff like that. They'll shoot because they don't really have the mental stability. Then with females, we do other things. We express ourselves in other ways because we don't have an outlet within our own households where we feel like that's our family foundation that's where we have our support but it's not really there so it can show up i think you're absolutely right you guys all you guys are absolutely right that it can show up it shows up in different ways for men than it does for women so men ego clout right mm-hmm. so hey i'm big i'm bad i'm tough and then women they say that we're like angry black women especially mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but there's the triggers right there's these buttons that are sometimes pushed and a lot of times us just even speaking up about something people lay us as the angry black woman mm-hmm. have you ever seen that yes all the time like i mean i don't know i'm a little scared to speak up in my classes now in high school it was like a smaller setting but now in college it's a bigger setting but i'm still like that one black person so it's like how do i speak up without sounding like too aggressive too whatever mm-hmm. and then it's just more of them less of us so like Mm-hmm. The fact that we have to think about that, right? Like, how, yeah. what can I say? Like, I had somebody jump the line. I was in a Dollar Tree <laughs> the other day because I wanted some candy. <laughs> and I had somebody jump in front of me, and I'm like, hey, the line's back there. But I had to double check myself. Like, wait, if I speak up and I say something, are they going to look at me like the angry black woman? Mm-hmm. What happened to me after that was even crazier. So, the person that I spoke up, to was a young white female and I said hey the line is back there and she was like oh my friend was saving my spot so I was like all right and I let it go and I feel like if I had said something else it would have been angry black woman like and especially in the climate that we have going on today with all the police brutality Mm -hmm. and things happening to our community and then on top of that so when I'm in the line and I say that to her another record shirt opens up because you know at the Dollar Tree there's always only one line Mm -hmm. open and I don't understand it (laughs) so they open another line up and from behind me like three people behind me this white guy goes to the line that just opened up and I was like so you didn't see all of us standing here and there was a 
another black lady that ended up in front of me and she was she just turned around to me and she was just like shaking her head like I don't even know what to say Mm -hmm. so I always have to double check myself I always have to feel like you're down tied to your own opinion yeah like I can't express myself Mm -hmm. without being labeled the majority of my community Mm -hmm. and I love my community Mm -hmm. you know I love us and it's always a label though now granted in every culture every community there's always some that just don't conform to the aspect of being human being okay so yeah we do have some people in our community that are rah-rah all the time (laughs) um but not everyone is like that and for me to have to feel like I have to check myself before I speak because I'll be labeled as such and I know that I'm not that it takes away a certain amount of your own power you get what I'm saying you feel the same way like you feel like like why should we have to check ourselves before we speak yeah I feel like we shouldn't because they don't care what they say Mm -hmm. so to me I mean I understand why you don't like really say what you want to say but me I don't care you don't care so I'm not going to care you want to talk to me how you want I'm going to say what I have to say I'm not going to hold back because of the color of my skin and you're going to label me a, a certain way well don't say the things you say and then so me I, <laughs> I don't and that, but that can get kind of scary too because mm-hmm. as we see things sometimes happen to folk, like bad things happen mm-hmm. to people that speak up and say what they want to say so then we have to think about that God blessed my college professor. It was my third year in college, and he was a white man. This was my creative writing class. Something happened on the news to where a black person got shot, but he called me out in class. He was like, so what do you think about this, Jana? As a black woman, what do you think about this? And at first, I was like, what type of racist? But then... But then, like, God bless him because he went in. Like, he started talking about the racism in America and stuff. And he actually helped me to start speaking up, you know, about being black. So, like, I was really thankful for him because I'm, like, always quiet. Like, okay, this happened. All right, I'm not going to share my opinion. But in that class, I actually got to dig deeper and share my opinion. And so there are white people out there who share the same beliefs as black people. And that opened my eyes, you know, because at first I was like, what in the world? (laughs) But he actually was was good. The police officer, did you guys hear, that went into the wrong apartment? Mm -hmm. There was a a woman police officer, and she went into, she came home. There was a white woman police officer. Okay. At her apartment complex, walks in her black neighbor's apartment and shoots him. And her response was that she thought it was her apartment. She killed the guy. And she was a cop? She was mm-hmm. a cop. And she claimed that she walked into the wrong apartment. They should have drug tested her. Like, I feel like she walked out of there not in handcuffs. Yes, September 7th. How do you oh walk out of a crime scene? You walked into the wrong apartment, so you say she did know the guy. And they had dated. They were dating previously. See, that's oh, what I thought. I'm like, yeah. she had to have some type of problem with her neighbor to walk into the wrong apartment. And you don't see that furniture is not yours. Right. Like, you don't see those decorations is not yours. Yeah, the house setup is different. Your mm-hmm. key don't work. Or maybe she did have a key because that was her boyfriend. But, like, come <laughs> right. on. Yeah, that's weird. It was weird. But initially, she tried to, they said that she walked into the wrong apartment and shot this black guy dead. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. if someone isn't in your apartment, why is your first instinct to shoot? That's yeah. my mm-hmm. always everyone's first instinct, and mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in addition to 
when we talked about back in my day, talking versus fighting versus now we're at a point where people are just picking up a gun. It's not just citizens. It's police officers. Mm -hmm. How do you guys feel about that? About what's been going on as far as police brutality? It's like we have no power. They act like they have all the power over us just because they have the guns or because they're supposed to be the authority, but they don't realize that technically they're the same level as us because we're all humans. We're all the same. They just have a different Mm -hmm. job than us. So Honestly, the way I'm feeling is like white people are more privileged when it comes to these kind of, when it comes to guns and knives and all that stuff. And I think that black people are always targeted as the wrong ones. We're always wrong because of our past history. Personally, I feel like it's hard to be a black woman. It's hard to be a black man because as soon as you walk out your house, it's like, oh, I'm already being targeted by a police. Or for men, it's just like, I can be driving on the highway, doing the right thing, driving as fast as a white man. And in that time, if a white police officer sees me, he's going to shoot me first because I'm black. And there's a lot of racism going on with police officers. They're not there to protect us anymore. It's more like they're there to kill us. They're out to get us. Most of them, I should say. Because some of them do try to help, but most of them. (laughs) When I was younger, I wanted to be a police officer because I didn't realize that. Like, I wanted to be a police officer because I saw them as somebody who helped somebody. Somebody who kept the community safe. But now it's like, no, you're not keeping the community safe. You're making it worse. And then you're just adding a lot of commotion into the world rather than doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you also have to be careful with these jobs out here because people with inner demons in them, they pick and choose the job that they want you know like someone who is gun happy or something what are they gonna do the next best thing is a police officer i'll be a police officer you know i have a gun next to me all the time you know i get to go to the shooting range and all this other stuff and also just like there's predators pedophiles where where do they go the next best thing you know they get a job at disneyland you know yeah they gotta they get a job at schools so you really have to be careful i think that there should be a certain level of clearance to get into a job like there should be you know more than just background checks there needs to be everything checks for these people you know like they really need to work hard for the job that they want because these predators these people out here are just getting quick jobs and that's where you have to be careful training we don't provide enough training i saw a stat the other day it's like norway finland and somewhere else they basically they have more extensive training than our police officers here in the united states and i think they're doing studies or these statistics are shown to prove that the rate of violence and killing has gone down in these other countries. So for instance, Finland, Norway, they trained for so long and they've only had literally, you can count their kills or their deaths on one hand. Here, 8,000 plus. But 8,000 plus, not even since 2001, we've had way more killings than that. It's probably been in the last year or two. 8,000 plus. What do they have? How much training do police officers have? They go to the police US. academy. It's um, like three or know, six it's months. Because like like oh, like my brother, months. he's a cop. Okay. okay. So like six months. Yeah, they go to the academy. Still, do you feel like that's enough? No. no. Like, you need people who go to school for four years, like doctors go to school for like, yeah, much more like time. twelve yeah. years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. At least a year. <laughs> Because yeah, I know my brother, he went through criminal justice four years at his college, mm-hmm. and then he went to the academy for like six months, yeah, half awesome. a year, and then became a cop. Awesome. And some police officers don't even have the criminal justice background. Mm-hmm. Like, they just kind of go to the academy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that if people want to work for the state, help protect the people, I think you should, like, go for another couple years, at, at least at the academy, and then do the criminal justice in college, work on it in high school, think about it, 
Mm-hmm. Are they even trained on stuff like how to communicate with people or how to go out into the community and build relationships with people or are they only trained how to use weapons? That's a good question. They need more training on both because mm-hmm. I feel like the first thing you should do is not pull... I mean, police officers have what they call a utility belt, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you have mm-hmm. all of these other tools the at taser. your disposal, <laughs> tasers, a nightstick, anything other than a gun to just pull out and shoot and kill someone. So my question to you is with your brother being a police officer do you have a different perspective of the force in general no i look at the same because you don't hear stories about like black cops killing people like on purpose no i don't look at it any different i just think my brother just having a regular job Mm-hmm. Just having a full time go there every day. So I don't look at it any different. I don't look at cops any different. I mean, I kind of do because my mom's only thing was my brother became a cop is she was worried anything could happen. My brother was in police academy around the time in Baltimore when that riot thing was going on. They were training how to go on the streets and stuff with like their mask, their protection stuff. That's what makes her scared for my brother to be a cop because you know, you hear so many stories. And we have my aunt, well, she's a family friend. Her husband was like chief. And he got killed. Like, that's my mom, like, worried about. Because police officers, their job is dangerous, though. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then my brother works in D.C., too. Got so. it. So it's a much bigger area. They separate theirs by districts. Like, mm-hmm. after academy, you get sent to a certain district. My mom was, like, hoping and praying, like, my brother don't get District 7. Mm-hmm. But what my brother wants to be, I guess he has to go like, full force first. Because he wants to be, like, an FBI agent. But you have to take steps. So there's a difference between District 1 and District 7. District 1 is, like... The museums and all that and then district sevens drugs streets the hood gotcha. so like it's a big difference one night he could be at district one next night he'd be at district seven it is dangerous yeah. it's very dangerous coming from their perspective fear right and the fear i think there was um the guy who got shot in the car with his girlfriend and his child Fernando mm-hmm. castro i mean right in front of the baby right in front of the girlfriend and the cop you could clearly see like he was shaking he was scared but all because he reached for for his IDs that the cop yeah. just asked for. You just mm-hmm. asked the man for his IDs, but you were afraid because he did. He told you, yes, I have a firearm in here. We are able to bear arms though as citizens. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. I'm telling you, I have a firearm in here. If I was going to do anything with it, I probably you wouldn't have told you. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, if you're that skittish as a cop, you do not need to be a cop. Right. Like, what in the world? I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. What do you guys feel about school? school shootings speaking of metal detectors that's what we're thinking about it i know that um that's what they said in my old school my my ninth grade year in high school and my first school i went to before i switched Mm -hmm. they talked about that so much on how they should have metal detectors but then when we talked about they was like metal detectors don't work because you know some people they know how to hide it a certain way or bring it in a certain way so then they was talking about the teachers having guns on them just in case the school shooting and we was like well what if the teacher accidentally shoots us on accident then what y'all going or it's having a bad day right and the teacher is not trained to have a gun exactly that's what it's like like, what if something accidentally happened y'all going y'all can't put that on us they're gonna blame the school for that then y'all gonna be in trouble and all that so it was like Mm -hmm. what's the point of having the teachers having guns on them yeah it didn't make any sense to me and i think trump actually proposed that as well Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. that the teachers be armed but in addition you're bringing you're still having guns in the school 
we had a um in ELA we had to do an essay like our final final exam and that was our question should teachers be armed in school I just don't think so mm-hmm. the crazy thing is that my cousins they went to school in Philly and they went to a black school but like all the black schools they have the metal detectors and stuff mm-hmm. but the school shootings are happening in the white schools and like a school like Mount that I went to mm-hmm. so there's no metal detectors there in these Caucasian schools but they're all in the black schools that the school shootings don't even happen at and I don't get it mm-hmm. I don't get why yeah, like, I know for one, Chester High, I know they have metal detectors, mm-hmm. and they have to go through them every day. I wouldn't be able like, it's like, I feel like you're going to the airport. That's so much time. You already run late. Then you gotta go through a metal detector. Mm-hmm. When really, we should not be worrying about this, having a gun in school. Mm-hmm. Like, that should be the least of our worry. Like, our parents sent us to school to learn. They, My mom should not have to worry about getting a phone call home, like, your daughter's school got shot up, your daughter's school, this happened. My mom said that's the least, that mm-hmm. she should not have to worry about that. She should mm-hmm. feel better with me and school than anything else. Like, my school had a threat one time, one morning, and I was driving to school, and all the cars was leaving, it was all these cops at our school, and I'm like, well, like, what's going on? And they were like, go home, it's being threats that someone's gonna shoot up the school, and like, my mom's like, she should not have to worry about that. But me, I had to stay in school, so... Same thing happened to me. Like since I live in Middletown, there's a lot of deers. Mm. So it was one guy. He was hunting the deer, but it was on school property. So they had uh, put out an email or text to all the parents, and we had to go on lockdown. And all the parents was coming up to the school to see what was going on, get their children out of school. And I was like, Why is he on school property anyway? Right, shooting Mm -hmm. deer. Like you know. This is a school. There's kids. So they had to put us on lockdown. But one thing about the school I went to, they had windows. So he could have shot right through the yeah. window. It was crazy. That's I cool. felt like my school didn't even take that stuff seriously. I guess it was, it was either 9-11, the day of 9-11, or it was April Fool's. I think both days we got like calls about shootings and stuff and threats. All the school had us do is stand outside on the grass. <laughs> What? Right. They said we have to check the school so everyone's staying outside on the big field. We didn't get sent home or nothing. Everybody called their parents and told their parents that it was happening. The parents didn't um, get informed like right away. They got informed after, like later wow. on in the day. Wow. So I feel like every school handled it differently. Right. Like it should be like a, a standard for all schools. Like Absolutely. Certain kind of school. Not any discrimination or stereotype mm-hmm. of, hey, let's put metal detectors in right. the black schools primarily and not mm-hmm. the white schools. Like, yeah, let's handle it. Let's standardize it. Absolutely mm-hmm. agree. I definitely think that if you look back to every school shooting, when have you ever seen a black man or right. a black woman shoot up a school? Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. Right. But you see these white men come with guns, but we're still being targeted as the wrong ones. Very true. Mm-hmm. And I won't go as far as to say that it hasn't happened because maybe it has. We see like a little bit of right. what happens. School shootings have been going on for decades and decades. And honestly, there are more that happen per year than we even are made aware of. And it's unfortunate that it even happens. But I agree that it's disproportionate. There is more white schools being shot up than there are in the black community. I absolutely agree with that. Yes, and the gun is the white man's weapon. It is because (laughs) black people wasn't even allowed to have guns like 60 years ago. Slavery came into bombarded with guns, you know, gunpowder and everything. They made guns. It had us making them and cleaning them and all that stuff. Yeah. But why for, um, like say a white person shot up the school, why are they labeled as having mental health problems but when a black Mm -hmm. person does a shooting it's because like they're angry for revenge. It's just mm -hmm. like normal or whatever. And same thing with the guy um there was just another guy first
first of all, they shot the guy who was Hispanic that was jumping on the cop cars a few weeks ago. There was another guy recently in the news within the last day or two who was kicking out cop car windows, kicking the windows out. Nothing happened to him. Not even a taser that I saw. In addition to that, I don't know if you guys saw this story either. I watch the news a lot <laughs> um, and not just the fake news, <laughs> the real, real, real stuff going on. But there was a guy, a white guy, who they're trying to get a bill passed. He is providing the blueprint for 3D guns. Mm-hmm. Like you can actually put this blueprint in a 3D printer. Mm. and print a gun it was released online don't know how many people got it there's a bill in effect that is preventing the additional release of the blueprints but can you imagine these blueprints out there these guns will not have serial numbers right they won't be registered you can literally print a gun and it's crazy how like the, it's always the black the black but when it comes to the white they don't go to jail or if they do go to jail they stay in there for like five months and then they're out when it comes to us we're like in there for 45 years or life and the white people they just out living a life and we stuck in jail my mom's friend's son he had just got his first job he was on the way to work and before he could step a foot in his car he was shot by a white woman over a car that you thought was yours but it really wasn't and all she sentenced to was like five years but you just took somebody's life you took somebody's child wow that's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it, it just makes me so sad, all these things going on. Another story was the black boy. He was like 17, 18 years old riding with his white grandmother. Mm-hmm. And the couple called the cops. Did you see that? And it was a mm-hmm. black couple that called the cops. That, <laughs> yes, like, playing that into was... stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that what's happening is we're seeing this stuff so much on TV, on social media, that it's becoming normalized. Mm-hmm. And it's even affecting the black community, kind of doing things against their own community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, media the guy control. wasn't doing anything right. wrong they called and said that they thought that he was stealing the car that he was kidnapping the grandma because he was driving his grandma <laughs> like wow yeah it's getting real so you guys have any last thoughts any other topics that we talk okay. about? My last thought is that we need to change our community, whether it's with the white people, whether it's with the black people, whether it's with the Hispanic people. We all need to change in some way, somehow. Everything that goes on should not go on, and it should not keep continue to go on. Somebody has to stand up, or a group of people has to stand up to make that change in the world today. Or it's not going to work out. It's not going to work for nobody. It's not going to last for nobody. The world will like just go downhill all the way and nobody's going to be able to speak out because they're scared to speak out. Yes. So my last thing on the gun topic is about pro guns and all this stuff. People saying that people shoot people, not guns shoot people. But, you know, if people didn't have a gun, then people wouldn't shoot people. Anyway, that's my last thought on that topic. Um, going back to the first topic about bullying. Oh, let's get these clapbacks back in order and not <laughs> shoot backs, okay? So I remember this guy telling me when I started first wearing, you know, full face of makeup, telling me, oh my God, you're so beautiful without makeup. Why do you wear makeup? You shouldn't wear makeup. Don't do that. And me saying, 
well, what about your tattoos? Like, I could take my face off at the end of the day. Can you take your tattoos off? No, that's for life. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so you can go ahead somewhere with your ugly tattoos, okay? <laughs> anyway, leave me alone. <laughs> and also, all four years of college, you know, people asking me, what am I going to college for? What am I going to college for? Me always saying film. People saying, oh, yeah, you have a beautiful face. You know, you'll be a great actress or something, you know. And me just saying, no, I like to be behind the camera, not in front of the camera. You know, that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. You know, be who you are. Always be who you are. Don't be afraid to speak up to anybody in this world and love mm-hmm. yourself. I agree. Um, I would just say and I want everyone to, like, just find someone they can talk to about their problems. Or not even talk. Just find a different, more positive outlet instead of always going towards the negative as a first instinct. And, and that would, like, help with, I guess, the mental and emotional problems that always end up leading to the violence or leading to the um, negative violence image and stuff like that and i was talking about the power campaign which is a campaign to help prevent youth violence and anyone who's listening can follow the campaign at power and Wilm youth love it um i think that we just need a little more mentorship i think everyone is on earth for a purpose and they have the potential to pursue what they want but i think that we just need to realize that we have a, a powerful voice and you just have to use your voice for other people to hear you and once that one person speaks up like a domino effect in the world could possibly change you never know what you could do until you do it yeah i feel like how you know how they say one person can't change everything it's true one person can because if you realize it going back to the school fighting how after the amy fight things changed literally everything done changed people don't they don't go in bathrooms and fight anymore they rules change like people one person can change something agreed yeah because the court system i know they have changed since that amy situation especially for fights they like take things really serious they give you charges they are not playing down the judges they're not this was awesome so my last thoughts are thank you ladies for joining us (laughs) it has been a great episode i think eye-opening and i hope that whoever is listening to this has taken something from it and seeks the help that they need uh, whether it be mental help psychological physical help just making sure that you are okay from head to toe inside and out be the best you that you can be and understand that that's enough and talk go back in my day talk it out or don't talk at all for a little bit until you're able to talk because i know Mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's hard to talk when you're so full of emotion and that's Mm -hmm. sometimes what happens is we act off the our current emotion and later on we're regretful of something that has happened or something that we've said so just take the time to stay positive be who you are take the lead example from the young lady that we have here today and just stay on the right track again find somebody that you can talk to whether it be a parent youth get involved in some of the organizations out here resources like power in wilmington the ymca empower and educate we've got jump first going right just get involved and live your best life <laughs> see you guys next time Chicken back, oh yeah.